0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom. Time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I've always been a curious student of life trying to understand what makes people successful and go out and find those interviews and share those with you. So today I have Wade Galt and he's an entrepreneur and he's a coach and he's a, also a software company owner. But you know, today is going to be talking all about entrepreneurship, independence, you know, creating your ideal life. Um, so I'll bring Wade onto the show and introduce him and let
1: him talk about his journey. So Wade, Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, and I love that you're very clear about the freedoms you're talking about. And we sometimes forget about the health one; that's obviously a really important one. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh,
0: tell us, you know, how you got started. You know, your background, and we'll
1: go from there. Sure. So, parents are from the islands, from Trinidad and Tobago. So, we're—I uh, wasn't born there. I was born in Canada, but parents are from. Uh, used to being big fish in a little pond my dad wanted and my mom wanted something bigger so they went to canada to study that's where i was born they came back to the u.s uh, from some events they thought they were going back to trinidad the the country wasn't so stable so i grew up in southeast florida dad's an entrepreneur mom is a stay-at-home mom slash thinker slash philosopher so i always had this balance of looking at how do you excel in life and dad's an athlete He, he he played water polo for his country and did different things. So how do you excel? And yet at the same time, how do you balance things? How do you achieve? How do you make money? How do you make sure you enjoy life? And then definitely even just being around a lot of our culture, even though I grew up in Southeast Florida, a lot of their friends from the islands moved up at the same time because there was some, again, some political stuff going on. And so I grew up very much part in the American culture, which I love, and part in the Trinidadian culture, which is very much like a lot of island culture is very similar to a lot of uh, South American cultures where family is extremely valued, uh, time off enjoying life is considered by most people more important than achievement. So having that nice balance of the two, it's always been something where I've looked at, how do I make sure I'm doing both? Not just, not just one of them. Interesting. I, uh,
0: that's a fascinating story. I we could go off so many, uh, tangents. And, um, so one thing is, uh, talking about, um, creating more energy and fun in your life by doing work that you love. Tell us
1: about that. Sure, so when I first started doing work, I had this idea that I wanted, there were certain things I wanted to do. I wanted to be a teacher, a psychologist, do some certain things, at least what I thought I wanted to do. And at the same time, my, my father said, hey, look, you know what? There's always the idea also of having a business that generates residual income that you help people. And you know, So trying to find this balance of doing what I love, making money, uh, and then also having time to enjoy it. I think different people experience it different ways. Some people make great money doing something that they're just really talented at. They might not love it and they have an awesome life outside and they have a lot of time to enjoy it. That can be awesome. Some people do what they love and they may not make as much and and yet they enjoy it. And then some people do both, which is awesome. If you do what you love, you make a lot of money. These are a lot of the people that we know that are famous, the so Lionel Messi, uh, uh, Taylor Swift, or you know, uh, you know, George Clooney, people that they're just they seem to be doing kind of kind of covering all the bases, but there's many people that aren't kind of doing any of them, or they're 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 just kind of struggling with each of those. And so what I found is, uh, number one, I think we we have to be doing whatever it is that's somewhere between our hobby, our passion, not even so much our calling in life. But for example, I I love beach volleyball, and Have played most of my life since i was 16 when our first child was born i thought the best thing i could do as a dad was to be hyper present with my family and so if if you can picture this uh, do do you have kids uh no i don't have kids okay well just to give you an idea imagine having a situation where you say okay i normally play volleyball i'm now and i work from home i'm now going to have my wife come and be at home now she was working but now she's staying home with the child my wife, the new baby, and I are going to be in the house most of the time together, all the time, and that's like that's a great strategy. It Was not a good strategy, by the way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 meanwhile, I didn't get to play my volleyball. And I thought, well, no, that you know that I'll get to that, or I'll get to that in a few years. And it wasn't very balanced for me. And so some people can find that thing that they like in their work. Some people find the thing that they love. But there's a, a shift that happens when when I talk to most people about, let's say, having a four-day workweek lifestyle or working less or whatnot, they're usually in that place of running away from something. I hate my job. I don't like this. I want to move away from that. And that's it, it can still be a good indicator. There's nothing wrong with that. But hopefully, you reach a point where then you say, okay, I at least enjoy my job, and I don't have to run from it as much. And now my focus is not just on not working. It's more about how do I enjoy my life outside of work and how to enjoy my life inside of work. So I think in most fields there's so many different angles, or in, in in different professions. Or if you work for if you work for I don't know an NBA franchise, you could be an accountant, you could be in player development, you could be the person that runs a facility. There's so many different ways we can do things, and it's not so much about saying, well, if I find one job, there's some one magical job that it's the only one, it's it's my soulmate job, and it's going to make me money and happy. You're not gonna find that in my experience, you're not gonna find everything in anything, in any one relationship, in any one person, in any one job, in any one activity. But if you're not looking at those, and if you're taking a more one or two dimensional view of the world of, okay, I just need to make sure I pay my bills and make some money. There's so many more things you could be choosing that you're you're just, it, it's not horrible, but it's it just lacks so much.
0: Yeah, and then, uh I love uh, entrepreneurs that are coaches and um, influencers that create these um, big overarching concepts. And you have this idea of creating a three-day weekend lifestyle where you can create more energy, have fun, you, you can make more money, you can get more done, and at the same time, you know, value your family and your relationships. So tell us about this concept.
1: Sure. So the way I like to explain to people that most people will get it is to think of yourself in the same way you'd think of yourself if you were an athlete. And I say that because in an, if an athlete has, <clears throat> excuse me, has a big game coming up, that athlete, if the big game is tomorrow, that athlete is not gonna go out today and do you know, three hours of exercises, they're gonna rest. They understand there's a balance between training and rest. There's a preseason. There's a season. There's a postseason. There's an off season. Literally, like, you, you don't do stuff. In the and that's and we we understand that in the physical body. For some reason, we tell ourselves that the mental body doesn't work that way, or the mental part of the body. You know, as if the intellectual dimension, the mental dimension, is just it's just willpower. You know, if you just you know williams the same. But you'd say, wait, in if you ran a marathon, a lot of people talk about what I hit the wall. What do you mean? literally my body wouldn't go anymore there was nothing you could tell me like literally it stopped that's it like a car completely out of gas well our mind does that but it doesn't look quite so obvious to some of us and as you know the symptoms are just more like we on the lighter side we make poor decisions we get a little snippy we're a little short with people we might be a little rude um on the on the more heavier side we become angry we yell at people we argue with people And then even worse, if we're in a situation, especially as an entrepreneur, where we're trying to figure out things, or we're, you know, we have that constant thing of like, well, when we're making money, we need a little bit more rest, but then if we get too much rest, we get afraid, we're not gonna make the money and it's the money gonna be there, that now this brain is constantly going. And if we're not getting rest, and if we're doing the whole either five hour energy drink, or I only sleep four hours a night because I'm just, I'm a hustler, I'm a grinder. Statistically, there are some people, and you, you probably know this far better than I do as far as, but statistically speaking that's a very low percentage of the population that can actually do that and make that real and so what usually happens that you'll find out later if and when you get your rest get good sleep uh, get good healthy food in you it was wow i just made a bunch of really bad decisions and again on the sports field you'll see them oh you dropped the pass it was right in your hands you fumbled the ball whereas we'll say oh Did I like buy the third coaching program that's on the same thing and I haven't implemented any of them and I've now dropped $15,000 and I have no results to show for it? Oh, why did that happen? Well, I was really overtired. I was too tired to implement the first two, but then I saw this awesome video and I was exhausted, but the video had the guy or the gal had so much energy. And so I pinged my credit card again and here I am again. So overall, a lot of it first is just an energy maintenance standpoint and then just understanding if you have a great weekend, and then you get to enjoy preferably three days in a row and if you just think about the times you've had a three-day weekend and you're excited and you you hustle to finish your work and you get your work done and you figure it out you find out what can wait till next week and and you know when you say go I've, i just gotta go i've got my weekend is so important because we're going somewhere or we're doing something or i've got this cool thing going on i'm going to figure it out the world's not going to end and i'm going to come back let's say it's monday and i'm going to you know pick up from there if you have something exciting enough to do on your weekend Then you're going to be more likely to do that and you'll figure out is part of the short answer to a lot of the other things and you'll start just naturally putting the things to the back burner at your job that really probably could have been ignored you won't have as much time to do the less productive things you'll have you'll have forced yourself to be more productive and if your weekend's exciting you'll want to do that now if you have nothing to do on your friday especially if you're an entrepreneur and you show up there you wake up in the morning you're like well i can either do nothing today because i've planned nothing I can go to work well any even remotely responsible entrepreneur says well if i can do literally nothing or go to work i should go to work unless you say no i'm going to rest today or i have this cool thing planned with my friends or i'm and it doesn't have to be fancy it doesn't have to be epic it doesn't have to be over the top but it's something that not only you enjoy that literally though is going to have you when you come back in monday missing work to where you're so excited that you come in and you hit the ground running
0: yeah it's, uh, yeah, and it's quite, it's almost like counterintuitive, you, th- you know, I think we're thinking, you know, we should be hustling more and grinding more, sleeping less, you know, eating poorly. And it's actually the opposite, you know, if you actually like take a day off or, you know, rest and, and you uh, your performance improved. Um, wh- why do so many people like you know, what you're talking about is very, is timeless and it's, you know, it's, it's gold, but why did so many people fail to make this time to enjoy family, friends and life?
1: I think there's a few things. So if you look at the, just the world and, and unless the, you know, the data says, uh, whether it's Gallup or other so these companies that run polls, that about 90% of the people on the planet who are in the workforce work for somebody else and only about 10% are entrepreneurs. So first of all, if, if anybody's saying, well, you know, why them or they or, you know, rich, get rich or poor, get poor. Not that being an employee is a path to, to, you know, to poverty. I mean, LeBron James is an employee. He's doing okay. <laughs> but at the end of the day, there is a certain level of willingness to achieve, to strive, to go beyond, to sort of break inertia or to break gravity, to say, okay, I want something better. So a lot of people are, well, and definitely, if you, even if you go pre-COVID, especially before things had to get flexible, before employers had to say, well, maybe, okay, gosh, yes, you can work from home, okay. You go before that, so many people really are, and the word is, they're settling. And so what happens is they're doing a job, and even if they like the job, it's like, I wish I had more time. And if you look at even from a worldwide perspective, people in many other countries have six weeks vacation, eight weeks vacation. In the US, we usually have two. And there's so much that's great about the US, but that's not one of those things. And so, you know, especially living here in Florida, you see people come down and they're trying to, in two weeks, get in 50 weeks worth of relaxation. And so a lot of it's it's just not set up as well. And so people are going into jobs, they're not as excited, they don't have a vision of what's awesome on the weekend. So when the weekend comes, it, it sounds something like this for a lot of people, well, you know what, my week stinks, I'm gonna enjoy my weekend. And very often that means i'm going to spend a lot of money and enjoy my weekend and now you say oops any of the money you could have had to start a new business or to take you know six months off any of the time or energy you could have had to start a side business you're so exhausted you come home and you say okay well i'll just you know and it it never happens and so at some point any entrepreneur knows you take some sort of a leap it it can be a a crazier leap or it depends how much money you have aside or how much you do or don't have that you know how to do it it might not be a crazy leap i mean if you're going to be a doctor there's a huge upfront risk you're taking what if you don't like it what if you're bad at it what if you can't find a good job what if the whole situation shifts whether there's a new technology so there's there's risk involved but so i just find a lot of people are unaware that there's something more and, and so that's almost a philosophical on a very specific tactical standpoint if you work for somebody we know that we say, okay, I've got to earn more money as I evolve. Maybe not every year, but like if I'm, you know, I'm not going to make the same money at 30 years old that I was at 20 and at 40, I should be making more money. So we say, okay, if you don't pay me more, and I'm now talking, let's say as an average, good, healthy employee, mindset wise, if you don't pay me more or give me opportunities to earn more, I'll eventually leave. I'll go somewhere else where there's more opportunity. Most people I, I, I can't say most, but it feels to me, most people I talk with, are like, yeah, okay, I, I get that. I, I would do that, I agree. But if you tell those people, even the ones that are making six figures, seven figures, and have company cars and all this stuff, say, but have you negotiated for more paid time off, for more freedom, for more free time? Nope, I didn't I didn't even consider that as part of the equation. And again, for many years that hasn't been. Now, it's such a part of the equation, so much so that, so I'm I'm 51, I'm a Gen Xer, the millennial, they already get it. I can work remotely, travel the world, do this that. And then the Gen Zs, the, the ones yeah. in their early twenties, they ex- can't. Everybody work from anywhere they want in the world, make you know, make make U.S. wages and live in Bali and this. And no, not everybody can do that. But so a lot of it's just what we assume is what's possible, and it's it's not as hard as it is. If all you did was say, I'm going to live off of let's say forty thousand a year, and then when you start making more money, you get to fifty thousand a year, rather than spending fifty. Still live off of forty and say, you know, I can now cut a day off of my work week. It can be that simple sometimes. And again, it's more more possible than ever to negotiate with employers uh, and and say, yeah, I'd still like to work, but I'd like to give you, I'd like to give you a hundred percent, but four days a week, not five. And, and that's very possible. And of course, as an entrepreneur, it's really just up to us to be able to come to that that conclusion. Yeah. And, um,
0: so that's, you know, that's really, and then, uh, what kind of careers or jobs are best suited to
1: creating a three day weekend lifestyle? So almost anything, if the compensation is creative, but in general, uh, definitely salespeople, anybody that's purely results-based that that's so, you know, Hey, if I can get results in two days or three days, that's, that's kind of simple to see my general practitioner works four days a week. She does not work more than four days a week because she doesn't want to, so, <laughs> and again, now. I don't know everything about her, but from talking to her and from just observing her, she seems comfortable with the income she makes. She's not feeling like, oh my God, if I don't make more, I'm not going to be happy. Some of the tougher positions, at least up front, are service positions. So somebody might say, oh, wait, I'm I'm in you know I'm in service, I'm in the service industry. Well, okay, if you look at let's say hotels, well, they naturally they just have all sorts of staff schedules. If you're in the service industry, if you can afford to take eighty percent of your current income. And you said, well, I, you know, or even if you said, hey, you know what, during the off season, can I take off more days? Because some people don't necessarily want a three-day weekend. They might say, I want to work when my kids are in school and when my kids are out of school, I want to be on vacation. So there's a lot of different ways it can look. But really almost any job, if you can get the employer or the clients to understand that you're there to provide a result, not you occupying a chair. And if you can agree on the dollar value of the result, then it's just a question of how frequently and how many of those results can you achieve? And if you can achieve that in a certain amount of time, it really, you know, it it doesn't have to be a certain way. And so even, you know, again, because I've heard somebody say, well, wait, I'm a doctor, I'm a GP, people, I say, well, wait, are you available literally 24? No, people will get injured, what do they do? Well, they go to the walk-in clinic or they go to the hospital. Like there's these protocols that are so in place. And so it really comes down to first thinking though, results-based, even if you're not gonna be an entrepreneur, Thinking like an entrepreneur that says, "Okay, I have to deliver a certain level of value in order to get paid. But also, if I do deliver at a good level, I'm going to at least request or ask to be compensated in that way. And if you want to open a conversation with your employer, you can just say, hey, what what would I need to do? What results would I need to get? where you would gladly, not not reluctantly, you'd gladly pay me the same income I'm making now and have me work four days instead of five. Let's say you're working five. And I once spoke about this with a friend of mine who owns a couple of businesses, and I said, if your team members could get five days worth of results in four days, would you pay them for five? He said, maybe, Wade, and philosophically, if I could guarantee that they were always getting five, yes, but I know people are, you know, they're inconsistent. He said, but if you tell me they're getting six days worth of results, sold. And it didn't have to be exactly six, but in other words, if you're saying, if there's something in it for me also, (laughs) if you're saying they're getting me more results, so I'm getting something and they're getting something, then of course, and I'd rather have somebody that's results focused. It's just a lot of people, uh, you know, don't want to even go that deep into a conversation because it involves thinking, it involves questioning things, it involves looking at the value of things. And and, and then also, and this is the part where I just feel so blessed. I'm blessed by parents, watched a dad be a multiple six-figure entrepreneur. When I was like in my, in my teens, I've watched a lot. Of, so I got to see money does not make people happier per se, but it makes things a lot more comfortable and it's nicer. So yeah, money's good. It's not the key to happiness. I watched many people make it and not necessarily be happier. So there's a balance, but I got to see that firsthand to know what can be done. Many people have not seen that. So yes. it is one of those things where. You kind of need to prove it but again if i prove to an employer that i'm awesome just even to keep it oversimplified if you're just awesome and they don't want to see you go well now you're you're irreplaceable technically you're not but you're in that place where it's like wow it's gonna be really painful and without being confrontational you can say look th- it's important to you that i get these results i've been getting these results and if you have other results i'm happy to work towards those it's important to me that i have time for my family for my life for my mountain biking for whatever it is how can we make this work and if you really want to hit in a good way, the spot that an employer is most concerned about is I want to stay here for years and be productive for years. That's music to an employer's ears, because the worst thing we hate as employers over, over anything. Taxes don't even come close to this. <laughs> is employee turnover of a good employee when the you now have to go spend another three to six months to a year just to find, just to get back to to ground zero, to where you were. That's that's such a, a point of pain. But just about any employer even if you think you're like i need to go because they won't give me this and that whoa first just say politely not nicely hey you know what really this is really important to me can we do something about that give them a give them a week or so let them think about it. see what happens because very often if they realize you're serious without having to be a tough guy without having to be confrontational without even having to come up with some clever thing that you heard from somebody on a TikTok video you can just say this is important to me and now some employees will say go away there's almost always somebody else in that field who's not like that who'd love to have you. That you're already trained. You're walking in there saying, "Whoa, whoa! I just lost somebody." You're already trained. Great, and now you're renegotiating. So um, there's so much flexibility if you can create results. So it really is about focus on results and service first. Whether you're an employee, an entrepreneur, a freelancer, a side hustler, it's still very much the same concept.
0: Yeah. Uh, how can people find
1: you, uh, follow you, and uh, you know get in contact with you? Absolutely. So the best place to reach me if, if this rings a bell for you or, or lights you up, there's a website called 3dayweekendclub.com. And on there, we have a, a free membership site where we teach you some of the, you know, some there's some free training on there as far as some of the basics on how to get started and making the most of your life outside of work. And then how to start creating a, a three-day weekend lifestyle, whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur, freelancer, side hustler, CEO, whatever it is, And that can help you start moving that direction. And then we also have uh, deeper coaching programs for those people who like to go deeper. And for all the listeners
0: out there, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Wade's resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to check them out. Be sure to check out his social media, follow him. And um, thanks so much. And uh, we're so happy to have you on. And um, we're going to call it a day.
1: Thank you so much for having me.